Hey, all of you. I know I usually don't start the podcast with my voice, but I just wanted to say something. I'm going to get through this, I promise. Um, This week, our family lost one of our dogs named Paul. He passed away, and it's been really rough. (laughs) Um, At first, I thought I was going to take the week off. I was having trouble focusing on anything, but I decided that I wanted to provide an episode for you guys. It was a good way for me to get my mind off of things. So anyway, of course, when it rains, it pours. (laughs) My audio was being funky with me this week. And so anyway, basically, I hope you guys can give me a little bit of grace this episode. I promise I will be back in my usual form next week. And I was really happy to have... Kelly Chase from Love is Blind on this week, who is, you know, a mindset coach and has such wonderful energy. So I hope you guys enjoy the episode. I love you all. Thank you as much as you guys always say. I feel like you're one of my friends. I feel the same about y'all. So hope you guys enjoy the episode. Welcome to Mouthing Off with Olivia. Hey guys, it's Olivia Caridi from The Bachelor, the girl with probably the biggest mouth you've ever seen. But now I'm using my huge mouth to talk really smart things with my favorite reality stars, influencers, YouTubers, you name it. They're going to mouth off too. Damn. This is Mouthing Off with Olivia. Guys, we had a really hard time making this podcast happen, but we're so committed to it. Me and Kelly Chase, Love is Blind, we're going to give you a good episode right now. (laughs) You guys know Love is Blind. I've had on a few folks, including Kelly's ex-whatever-you-husband. No. What? Beyonce. Beyonce. You never made made it down to the marriage. It was an ex-fiance. Right. Okay. So before I get to anything, I always like to know more about you before you made this crazy decision uh, that you did to go on reality TV. So maybe career-wise, dating-wise, what were you up to before all of this? Yeah. So during, let's see, I, I've been a health coach. I got certified as a health coach back in 2013. So when we filmed in 2018. So I was health coaching, but also more so on the side because I worked like full time up until 2017. Then I decided to like venture into more of the health coaching space. Like, and I was a part of a fitness app too. So yeah, during like right before filming, I was pretty much like on my own, uh, independent contract and, and then doing the health coaching. Um, I, 2013 also is like my last like serious boyfriend. And hey. I was absolutely heartbroken, devastated the whole nine yards after that relationship. And it took a really, obviously, it took a really long time, <laughs> 2013, it took a really long time to like get myself in a different place, a better place. I mean, I definitely raise my hand on this that I have been the one to like pine after guys for a really long time. Just, Mm -hmm. you know, having that hope that they're going to like come back around. I just want them to love me. Just love me. (laughs) Um, But you know, it was, it was probably like, I mean, yeah, it was probably a couple of years went by that I, you know, I was just hung up on him and I couldn't get past it. I couldn't get over it. I was definitely not doing personal development. I was like exercising, but that was it. Um, and 
the fitness app that I was, you know, working part time with, I started receiving messages from all the members like, Oh my God, you're like changing my life. You're so motivating. You're so empowering. And I was like, started I, something like clicked inside of me and I was like, what am I doing with my life? Like I'm stuck in these like cyclical behaviors of dating these men who aren't showing up for me that taking advantage of me. I mean, granted, yeah, that's a boundary thing. I didn't have them. I didn't know what boundaries were. <laughs> didn't know what those were. Um, so continue to like stay in this like terrible cycle of like working so much. I was in this like hustle and grind because I, you know, worked a full-time job for a long time and did all these like side jobs, health coaching, promotions. Like I did so much to like make more money, to have money to spend, you know, to hang out with my friends, whatever. And then on the weekends, I was like, I just want to disconnect and disconnecting was, you know, probably downing three martinis and vodka sodas on the weekend and making out with every Tom and Joe at the bar for it. I mean, no judgment. That is great. (laughs) It sounds similar to me. I'm, I'm very aware that I have this cyclical thing where I, I keep going after guys that aren't willing to show up for me, but I'm like, but it's okay. I'll change their mind. I'm great. And they'll realize it one day. They don't. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, since, you know, okay. So like after the show, um, after the show, I was like in a really whack place. Um, I mean, I don't know how much you know of the full story, but I'll share. I'll elaborate a little bit. Um, you know, I, I definitely thought that Kenny and I were going to continue dating after the show. And it was like a hard, no, like a stop, like, Hey, let's get back to our regular lives. And, you know, now looking back, I'm like, Kenny was very self-aware. He knew what he needed to do to get his own self, like back in, back in check and back to reality and everything. And I took it like, wait, what? Like, you don't want to be with me. You don't want to date me anymore. Like I thought that was our, that was a plan. Like we communicated that. And So I felt extremely heartbroken, rejected all over again. And, you know, going through that whole entire experience, I got to know someone within six and a half weeks better than I have known any boyfriend than I've been for two years. Like, so I felt this like super strong connection with Kenny. And then it was like the rug just rips from underneath my feet. And so I was like, you know, I don't have any clients. I have no money coming in. Like I am a complete train wreck right now. And that was when I hired my, um, my first like business and mindset coach. And I joke with her and I'm like, you did more for my mind than you did my business back then. Like, (laughs) I mean, that's literally though, but literally that is like that experience working with this mindset coach for four months was what like made me transition from health coaching to the mindset coaching myself. Cause I was like, Holy shit. You just blew my entire mind. Like, Oh my God. Like all the fears, the limiting beliefs, the stories that I've just had that, that were associated with all these negative cyclical behaviors. And I was like, finally able to bring awareness to them and be like, this is how I need to change it. And I want to help other women to change that too. I do obviously want to get more into the Kenny story, I have many a follow-up question, but (laughs) I I do like to know every show, every way that a person has been cast is different. So I'd love to hear how you were cast for Love is Blind. Yeah, this is going to be a good one. (laughs) Get into it. I'm here for it. (laughs) 
Okay, so the boyfriend, the ex-boyfriend that I was like heartbroken from, from 2013, couple like years later, like, okay, this was another thing. I've always like befriended all of my ex-boyfriends because I'm like, I'm the cool one. We can still be friends. Great. And yeah, and it's like every time I see him with like a girl, it's like cutting my wrist. I'm like, oh, for But I'm cool and I can be, we can be friends. <laughs> I'm waiting for the day that happens an ex and I'm like, we're, we still follow each other, but the moment you have someone else in your life, I'm going to be like, ah, no. Yeah, it's so, ugh. it was definitely torture, definitely torture, so don't recommend that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so a few years later after our breakup, anyways, he like sends me a text and was like, hey, someone from a casting agency is going to call you. Um, I gave them your name. It's for some dating show. And so I was like, okay. I don't like thank you, but also thanks. Are you paying a <laughs> show to learn how to date or to find a boyfriend? Is that right? I was like, oh my god! Like, I mean, I think he he had cheated on me, so he like. Oh, yeah. I think always associated like guilt and shame with that. So I think he just always wants the what's best for me. Whatever. So yeah, he wants me to find love. Yeah. So, anyways, that show they called me, and it was uh, for Married at First Sight. And I was like, I went through like one or two of the interviews and as like, we got deeper into it. I was like, wait a second. Like the first episode, I'm actually walking down the aisle. Like I'm going to marry someone. Like my mom would murder me. I at least need a week before I decide who I'm going to marry. Wait. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, oh my God. So I was like, no, 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 no. So fast forward to 2017, beginning of 18, I guess, get a call. Hey. Same casting company. Are you still single? And I was like, yeah. Definitely <laughs> yes. I admit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was like, yes, I am. So then they pitched the whole love is blind concept to me, and I was like, this sounds like an awesome thing because I kind of want to do it to prove to my friends that I'm not this shallow piece of shit and mm-hmm. that I'm not just looking for guys that look like models. Anyways, I just was like, okay. And I continued, I went through the whole process. It was interesting because like maybe three weeks before we were supposed to start filming, I really had not given them my like confirmation that I was going to do the show. And like all these fears started popping up. I was like, what if like, like I have this like really good reputation, this like super awesome persona. What if they like freaking villainize me and the world hates me, you know? Mm-hmm. I, you know. <laughs> so I just, you know, I had a conversation with the casting director and she was like, we're not trying to ruin anyone's life. Like it's, it's an experiment. Everyone is just like you were, there's no, it's not like they're actors. Like everyone is going to be doing the same experience. She, and I had another friend that had gone through a, a reality show and he was like, Kelly, they can't make you say something you didn't say. So just be careful what you said. <laughs> they can string things together, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yeah, so I don't know. I guess it just gave me this stuff. And that beginning of 2018 was like the like literal start to my whole like personal development, like self-love journey. And I was just like, why not? Like, I've got, I've done so much work on myself this year. Like I've read more books in the last nine months than I've read in my entire life. Like so much, just like journaling, meditating. I was like, you know what? Every opportunity creates another opportunity. And I literally wrote that quote in my journal the first day that we started filming. And like, I was, it was the best experience I've ever, I mean, I'm so glad that I said yes and went through with that. You're entering a show at that point, you knew the concept. 
what was your attitude going into it? Like, were you thinking, oh, I'm super invested in a marriage coming out of this? Or were you more just like, let's just hope for the best, see how it goes? I was more, let's hope for the best, let's see how it goes. I remember like a couple of days before leaving, I was having a conversation. So I hadn't told my parents that there was like a wedding at the end. Like I just said it was a dating show because I thought my mom would freak. Yeah. And so right before right before I left, I was like so either way. Either way. I had to um, complain about something. Yeah. I was like, there actually could be like a wedding at the end of this. And my mom literally, she was like, you never know. I was like, mom, how bad do you want grandchildren? <laughs> <laughs> that was not the response. LOL. LOL. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. She was so funny. But yeah, I mean, they were, my parents were very supportive about everything, but I told her, I was like, mom, I'm probably going to be like eliminated within the first like 10 days. I was like, you know how picky I am. You know, I'm not going to match with anybody. And then Kenny was my first date, like in the speed dating. Like he was the first date and I immediately had this connection with him. There is something that came out. Obviously, Jessica is someone I, I adore. Um, and it turns out you guys knew each other beforehand. But did you know that she was going to be there? No, no, I walked, she was already there. And when I got there, like she was sitting in the chair and I like almost had a double take and she was like, get out. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. It was so funny. And before we like had to turn our phones in, we like took a picture and like sent it to, um, we sent it to our girlfriends and they were all like, no freaking way. Cause like, <laughs> we have, like obviously we're mutual friends. So we have right. a lot of mutual friends, but like her really tight group of girlfriends, that's who I'm mutual friends with. And so they, like, some of them knew that she was doing it, but I hadn't talked to them. Like, I told my, like, tighter-knit group of girlfriends, you know? So they were just like, oh, my God, this is be so great to, like, see you both go through this together. <laughs> I'm sure everyone knows at this point, but Love is Blind is the show where I don't know how many people, but you go in pods and you talk to a person that you can't see and uh, hopefully you fall in love with someone in there or just fall in like with them and you get engaged and then you go through this whole process together. So that's the gist. And then, okay, so you said Kenny was your the first pod experience you had. Yeah, so, so there were 15, 15 women and 15 men to start with. Okay. And then it just elevated from there. But yeah, Kenny was literally the first date that I had. And we had like what, five minutes together or something like that? What are you thinking just in your, your first experience talking to someone and not seeing them? Like, what was that like for you? It kind of just felt like you were on the phone, obviously, because <laughs> you're just hearing their voice. Um, it was fun. It was really, really fun. Um, and the more, obviously, that we went along, right. the days, dates, the time that we were able to spend with each person grew longer so you had more time with them and it was funny because like sometimes like we had dates that were like an hour and a half long and it was like no I want to keep talking we didn't have a clock in there so we really didn't know like when the time was up it was just like I think they may have like flashed a light but it was like 20 second like so it was like super fast and then it was like all of a sudden it was just silence you're in a date with someone there is not possible for you to like talk all night fall asleep on that little couch kind of thing like they end. Yeah, they ended. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they just end. We didn't know, like, who we were seeing the next day. So, like, mm -hmm. I mean, obviously, you 
want to assume the person that you feel you're having a connection with, you're gonna, but if they don't, what if they didn't have a connection with you? So then you may not talk to them the next day, obviously. Wasn't it like a ranking thing where it was like, you know, one, two, three, here's who I like. Was Kenny, was Kenny always at the the top for you? Um, he was within, uh, like the top three the whole time. Who else was there? Damien was there and then Wesley also. Damien and I, I think honestly, like if, if my connection wasn't as strong with Kenny, like Damien and I, and if his wasn't as strong with Giannina, we probably would have like wound up together. Mm -hmm. Um, we just like had this, like, I, I guess that like, feel like you've known that person for a long time like our conversations were just completely effortless and just like awesome and I remember like our conversation he goes he was like Kel like I know like I'm, I'm almost like torn between you and Giannina he's like but like she just she has something like, something like I'm so curious about with her like mm-hmm. there's just this chemistry that I can't even like describe and he, he goes like I know if I chose you we would be like so like it'd be so fun and effortless and happy and joyful and everything he's like but there's just something more with Giannina and I was like I go that's okay because I feel the same way with Kenny and that was like the end of our dates like that was the last time that we went on a date (laughs) sounds like you're describing something that's intangible here but is there anything you could pinpoint that that you just really connected with Kenny on or a reason why at the end of it, it was him. I loved his laugh. He has this cute little like giggle and I loved that. Um, so like that just like, I don't know, like warmed my heart every time I like walked into the room. Yeah. There were a couple of instances they didn't show this, but I don't think they did, but I was, I asked him like, what his like favorite like childhood book was maybe they did show this about the like love you forever. It was a love you forever book. And Literally, as soon as he started to, like, say it, I, like, started crying. I got so emotional. I was like, oh, my God, yeah, like, that's literally my favorite childhood book, too. Like, so crazy. We had a lot of, like, we just had, like, a lot of commonalities. Mm -hmm. And we were already thinking about, like, okay, you know, he said that holidays were, like, a really, you know, he really loved the holidays. And, um, you know, like, what what would you do? Like, would you want to... Like do like spend time with your family for like half the day or spend Christmas Eve with your family on half like Christmas Eve and then my family on Christmas like blah 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 and I was like I was like no I honestly like hope our families get along and we can all just celebrate the holidays together because I don't I don't want that you know I don't want to be divided and stuff and he was like that's awesome because that's the way I think too like I don't know we just had like so many like synchronicities and I don't know it just every time that I was in the room with him not in the room, we had separated room with him. I just had, but- like, I had butterflies. And he sent me, like, we could, like, gift each other things. Mm-hmm. And he gifted me this ring from, like, his football team or whatever his coach had given him. So it was, like, super special to him. And then he gifted me a, like, one of the battleship games, you know, like, one of the battleship game boards. Like, he had the other side, <laughs> and I had it. And I was, like... Oh my God, like out of all the games you could choose, you chose Battleship, which is a game that my sister and I played religiously at my grandparents' house. Wow. Like, yeah, it was really weird. (laughs) What did you think he looked like based on his voice? Honestly, I, the way that he looks is the way I thought. Okay. 
He's like, I go, he just has this like Southern gentleman charm to him. And I don't know why I associate a tall, blonde, blue, blue eyed guy, but that's what he is. <laughs> I was like, cool. Okay. Yeah. So you, you were right on. That was, that matched up. Love yeah, that. it did. After we realized like, Hey, yeah, we're going to, we're going to get engaged. Like we're going to do this. Um, he had, oh, he was like, you know, maybe we can give like one hint about like what each other looks like. And I was like, so I, I responded asking him, I said, do you want to know what the, um, do you want to find out what the sex of your baby, like your unborn children, like is? And he goes, he was like, what, what? Like that, like what kind of question? He's like, no, I don't think so. And I was like, I was like, okay, good. We're going to keep me a surprise too. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you anything about what I look like. <laughs> I wouldn't have wanted to give away anything. No, I just didn't. I just, I wanted it to be, I wanted it to be a surprise on my end as well. So. And then no, yeah. the doors open, you meet each other. Would you say <sighs> that there was instant chemistry? Yes and no. Um, immediately, Good. like, immediately I thought he was an attractive man, but I was not like, holy shit yeah okay I thought, I thought he was an attractive man but when he kissed me lots of things changed I was like <laughs> like he is such a good kisser and then the chemistry was there and he like danced with me and he got down on one knee and like gave me a ring and it was like just so sweet also awkward because it was like 30 cameras on you and it, you're the only two people and I was like this is so weird let's turn our backs to the camera. <laughs> I feel really awkward. That's funny you say that because you definitely got the quote unquote edit of like, she's not physically attracted to him. And then you say that kissing him was, was really fun, that he was a good kisser. So, so I'm assuming there was physical intimacy with you and it just wasn't shown. Yes. Yeah, there was. Um, so it was interesting. So the first night um when we all went to mexico so when we were all in mexico and we're all seeing everybody like that was the first time all of us had seen er anybody and i just remember looking around everybody like i thought cameron was very sh like well he is he's a very strikingly like handsome person but i just like remember like looking at kenny and i was like i'm really happy with this i love people i do i love their person i love people's personality that's what we're mostly attracted to like some someone can become more attractive based on their personality and someone can become very unattractive based on their personality. And he just kept getting cuter and cuter and more attractive. Like every moment I spent with him and we, and we, yes, we were, we were physically attracted to one another. We were not sexually active with one another, but we, we would make out. I mean, yeah, we would definitely touchy feely all the time with one another. And yeah, the edit was, like we had the whole like bedroom sex conversation. Yeah. And yeah, the edit made it look like, oh, she's just kind of like prancing around the fact that she isn't physically attracted to him. And that wasn't it at all. Like I said, like that beginning of that year was like my entire like start of my journey for like personal development and everything. And I told myself that year, I was like, the next guy I meet, I will not get sexually active with them until after three months of dating them so that I really know and I'm emotionally connected and we actually know each other and I feel trusted, but that I can trust that person too. 
And just so happened, Kenny was the next guy to come in. And I was like, I'm not just going to do this for TV. When you speak of the edit on your side, it also on Kenny's side made it look like he was like wanting to be sexually active and that you weren't with it. But then he has said that you guys were on the same page with that. So it was a it was a two way street, correct? Yes, it was. Yes. Off camera, we had talked about if we were going to have sex, like from the very beginning, like when we were in Mexico, of course, it was like a romantic, like getaway. And yeah, I mean, again, we were hot and heavy with each other, but we didn't have sex. So he's a very respectful person. Let's just kind of, it all kind of culminated in the end. So let's just get to the end there. Obviously, I'll just put it out there. You get to wedding day and you say no. And so we're there, right? What kinds of conversations did you and Kenny have before that day in terms of how things were going to go? We, we had communicated kind of like, okay, if, if we aren't going to say yes at the altar, then we are going to continue dating, as I mentioned. Right. Um, so we did have that plan. But, and as you know, of, you know, just the, you know, kind of like the producer and the conversations that you have, I felt having those conversations with the producers, I felt right before the wedding, I was, I remember having a conversation with him and I was like, are you sure we aren't going to get married? Because I don't know how else to like, I know in my head and my heart, we're not connecting. And I know that that's why I was like, for me, I wasn't going through with it, but I was like, but maybe I'm just like scared. Maybe I'm trying to like self-sabotage again or something, you know? And I was like, he does check off all the boxes. Our families get along. They've only like, they only hung out one time and they're like besties. Like my mom and his mom were like texting all the time and like the cutest. And I'm like, what is off? What is missing? Maybe, maybe we just haven't discovered that yet, you know? And he was like, we're not getting married. <laughs> like, not we're not. yeah. He's like, we're not getting married, Kelly. He's like, I, I go, okay. I just, I just want to make sure that we're on the same page, that we continue to stay on the same page about everything. So I do wonder though, when you say like you weren't connecting for whatever reason that, that maybe you still don't even really can't put a f finger on, but you wanted to keep dating him. Did you think it was just something, as you said, that you hadn't found yet? Or was there something that just was like way off? And then, and, and then why did you want to keep dating him? Yeah. Um, no, I think... I mean, eventually, I guess the whole thing of me being like, am I in love with this man? Like, yeah, isn't just a like, let's get engaged and see how things go. This is you're getting married. And I have my beliefs around marriage, or maybe I did at the time was like, I don't want to ever get divorced. Like, I don't want that. So if this doesn't work, I'm going to have to get divorced, probably or like, it's going to be hard, and it's gonna be challenging. And I didn't want that. So I was like, if something doesn't feel right, I have to lean into my gut intuition. Like I have to follow my gut and just okay. have a conversation. And I did. So I will say this. I think it was like a few days before they did not show this on air, but I did tell Kenny, I am not in love with you. And I think that conversation was very prompted by the producers for me to say, to have that conversation so that it was out there. Now looking back, no one wants to hear that. Like, like, although Kenny and I were not on the, like, although Kenny and I were on the same page, if he had turned around to me and been like, well, I'm not in love with you. And he said it the way that I, I don't know. 
Hmm. Like I was like crying and emotional and like sense like I wasn't overly sensitive. I was like, I think, you know, I think I'm not doing this is because I'm not in love with you. Like it was just very cold. Hmm. And I feel like I don't know this, but I feel like that changed a lot of things for him. And I've never had that conversation with him. So I don't know. Did you feel pressure at all knowing that your families were at this ceremony? What, like, were you afraid to, to disappoint them? No, um, I didn't because they were on the same page too. Ah, okay. The audience, like our guests, maybe not so much, but okay. our families knew. After the fact, did you watch the show as it was airing? I did. I would wake up at 3 a.m. when it launched LA 12 o'clock. <laughs> I was like, I gotta see this before the world. <laughs> so then were you surprised to see Kenny get a little bit frustrated with, you know, I think it was a producer after the fact. He seemed kind of angry about you saying no. Did that surprise you just considering you thought you were on the same page? It, no, it didn't surprise me because, I mean, I think he and I had had a conversation about it afterwards. Okay. About like why he was actually upset. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. Cause they yeah. were covering him with questions. Yeah. Just like interrogating him and he was just like, I'm done. I'm over it. I guess the last thing to touch on and, and him and I discussed this was the whole, how the two of you felt about how everything happened afterwards. And, and you touched on this early where you felt like, Oh my gosh, we're going to get back together. And we didn't. So so I think originally you had felt like he, he ghosted you, but now you say that he was like really self-aware. How has your attitude changed towards you guys not ending up dating afterwards? I realized probably a month and a half after the show had ended. I mean, I was definitely a trick. Like I was a wreck for a while. Like my friends would like try and like get me like to do things. And I just was like, not myself. And hmm. um, they could see it, you know, they were like, she's, she's hurting. Yeah. Sad. Um, she's really upset about this. And I don't know if he told you this or if you knew this, but like I had wrote him a letter and like sent him a letter. And so that was like, it wasn't like an, I'm in love with you. Please be with me letter. It was just like, I started to love, like, I loved, what did I say? Something like, I loved getting to know you, you know, and I want to, I do want to continue to get to know you and probably shouldn't have sent the letter. Like I should have just like, taken a step back, allowed myself to just process all the emotions. Because like I said, like a month and a half later, I remember my mom like calling me and she was like, how are you? Like, have you heard from him? And I was like, no, I haven't heard from him. And she knew I sent the letter. And my, I mean, my parents were pretty emotionally invested as well. They like loved Kenny. Like they really did. And, um, but I was like, mom, I'm, I'm okay. I'm okay. I was like, I'm not in love with him. And I never was in love with him. I said, I think what happened was that I was so heartbroken because I got rejected again. You were hoping for a Giannina and Damien thing where maybe it doesn't happen at the altar, but then you start dating afterwards kind of thing, right? Yeah, absolutely. That's definitely what I was like looking for. But, you know, everything does happen for a reason. I dated my... Um, one of my really good friends after like months afterwards, um, six months probably afterwards. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, just, it's interesting because as myself being in this like mindset coaching space, like we're not, you're, you're never the smartest person in the room. You're, you don't ever have it all figured out. And I like say, I'm like, I was literally tested 
the ultimate test from God when my one of my favorite people and I decided to start dating because we're we're not dating anymore and we were off and on probably last year. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just about three and a half months ago that we cut ties and we had a very mature conversation about that. Like we're not showing up as our best selves for ourselves. So we're not showing up as our best selves for each other. Yeah. And the best thing that we can do is like literally cut ties, like no friendship, nothing. Like we have to like let each other go and it's been hard, <laughs> but I realized some of the same like behaviors of boundaries and rejection were popping up in that relationship. And I was like, wow, like I'm still not honoring my boundaries. I'm still not showing up as my like highest self. And I know like, it was just like, God was like, Oh, you think you're ready for love. Let's try it with your best friend of 25 years. Yeah. Let's see how ready you are for love. And it was like, so, so many lessons to be learned. I mean, I hate the situation, but I'm like, I'm like every day I write, I'm so grateful for the space for healing and just like being able to like actually heal myself and attract the guy who is going to show up the next time because I'm showing up for myself now and I've set yeah. the boundaries. Woo! <laughs> yeah. Did you get hate uh, from the world for, I guess, in the way it was presenting, kind of rejecting Kenny? Yeah. I definitely did. It was like, oh my God, you guys are like the cutest couple, Kenny and Kelly forever, blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden your like social media takes a turn for the worse. And it was like, you're going to die alone. You FNB up, blah, blah, blah. Like you're like, you should just die. Like all this like crazy. And I know, you know, and I'm like, holy shit. Like my friends were like taken up for me and my, like, you know, on my Instagram. I'm like, I just, you're going to see it. Like as much as I can say like, oh, I didn't like look at, I didn't read my captions or my comments. I didn't, I didn't read all 500 of them. I may have read the first three. Well, it affects you. It does. Like, and as much mindset work as I do and personal growth, it's still, I'm still a human. It's still going to affect me. I mean, I definitely, if I chose to respond, I would reply like, please choose kindness on my page. That's like what I would comment back to people. Thanks for your opinion. Choose kindness on my page. Get out of here. <laughs> like, they come back at you with some like passive aggressive thing and you're like, why did I yeah. even bother? It's yeah. Like, oh, well, that, yeah. Oh, yeah. that makes me yeah. sad. And then of course, what, what are the irony that you and Jessica were the ones that just got no. the hate. What are the odds? <laughs> I know. Like, oh my God. And I just, I mean, I, I try to be there as much as possible for Jess too. I just couldn't. I reached out to her early on and I was like, I know it seems like the sky is falling. I know, but there are people in your corner. It's just hard to not see all the trolls. I think like what really helped me like get through it was like, these people don't know me. Like they Mm -hmm. don't, they have no idea who I am. Like they're nothing. (laughs) Uh, Did you, do you like stay in touch with any cast members? I mean, I know obviously Jess, but. How, how close did you get with, with certain people? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I mean, like Elsie and I, Elsie mm-hmm. and I talk, I mean, I was just on her and uh, her friend Tiffany's podcast, um, recently as well. I mean, we, we talk pretty regularly, like in our DMS and whatnot. Um, and then Janina and Damien, I'm still really good friends with them. Uh, Janina really, I connected with her while we were filming really well. She's just a very spiritual person as well. Very, just self-loving and a beautiful person. She's just a really beautiful person. Yeah. Um, I know her character got 
you know, yeah, she's got her little Latino flair and everything. But definitely gave her like the attitude at it. And I'm like, oh, a lot of stuff was definitely exaggerated, of course. But also, you know, we can look at it like, oh, she's sassy. But then you can also be like, it's a woman in her power. Yeah, she's standing up for herself and whatever. I'm like, I need a little bit of that. (laughs) So yeah, yeah. But yeah, I'm still good friends with with uh, like I said, I spent uh, Fourth of July with Janina and Damien and his sister cooking out and stuff it was like super nice um yeah diamond i guess though i mean just obviously okay there's another season coming out season two what is your advice for anyone going on love is blind season two yeah good um communicate (laughs) um communicate really really well when you have a question ask the question don't try and assume something or assume someone's thinking something or assume someone's gonna do the thing that you think they're gonna do don't know so just ask the question um and be very vulnerable open your heart vulnerability is a strength not a weakness so if you can be vulnerable and really open yourself up you're gonna you are going to find love, whether it's on a show or someone's going to see that in you and yeah. they're going to reach out. Hmm. Have you yeah. got any DM slides from anyone like cool? Not, no, I haven't. I'm like, what in the world? I, I mean, yeah, there's been like guys who have messaged me, but no, nothing. Maybe, I don't know. No, no one that I've had my eye on. Let's put it that way. I, so I'm a, I'm silly, and I just found myself taking a little bit of a liking to Blake Horstman. I just think he's, like, adorable. Yeah. Should I set it up? (laughs) I don't know. He's just, like, Mm. well, no, we're not already talking. But, so I, sitting on my countertop in my kitchen, and I was just, like, okay, if someone wants to play a little Cupid, like, totally crushing on this guy I tagged him in my stories and was like he's just like all about mental health and like he's been going like he's gone through therapy for things I just think it's like really cool that he talks about that and he's just like he just seems like a really like chill person I would love to get to know him more whatever he respond he did respond to the story he like threw up a bunch of hearts and like responded like oh my god that was like so sweet of you to say and then like, I don't know, like maybe a little bit later, he, he mentioned something about like his podcast, which obviously yeah. is like all bachelor stuff. He, well, whatever, he but is, like country singers too. It's, it's a, it's a podcast that used to be really big in the country scene and then it stopped. So then he brought it back because it was called Behind the Rose and obviously he was on The Bachelor. So that's cute and cheeky. But he, yeah. so he interviews bachelor people and country stars. So it's not, I'm sure he yeah. would interview anyone. Maybe, yeah. maybe that would be good. Like you go on his show, you get a little chemistry going. We have talked like, not back and forth, but we have had like, like I'll reply to his story or something like here and there and like he'll respond yeah. to me, but we're not like having engaging conversations. Let's put it that way. Yeah. But, I don't know. I think a lot of boys are cute. Boys are so fun. They just don't want to like date me. That's the problem. They want to like have kind of boring banter on the DM and then I'm like, I'm bored. I don't want to make this sound any like weird way or like coming from a place of like arrogance or anything, but I just feel Mm -hmm. like with my coaching, like I'm, I have a, I didn't even know what emotional intelligence was three years ago. Like, and I have a lot of it now. I'm very aware of situations about people, about my triggers, my feeling work, all of that. And I need someone who is also emotionally intelligent, is very driven, you know, 
Yeah. So I like, when you ask me, oh, are these like guys like signing your DMs? Like, yeah, they are, but they're not like, they're not that. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. and I'm, I'm being choosy and I can be choosy with that. So I think I, with patience, I know that that person is out there, but we, we do, we, we have to, what I've learned like through my healing journey and I worked with a love coach, like right after the ex and I stopped dating uh, three months ago. And she, what she did was really cool. So she oh. had me like close my eyes, like, go back um, to like w- the first time that I felt rejected basically. And then like any time that I felt rejected after that, show up, like visualize myself showing up in the energy of how I actually would have wanted to show up. And what that does is actually change your emotional energy hmm. so that you start attracting the guy who is attracted to that better, that more improved emotional energy in your body. But yeah, it was like really profound. And it was wild because like a week later after this session, this guy like reach out who I know. I know this guy, um, another friend of mine I've known for a very long time, but I haven't talked to him in like since high school or whatever. Yeah. Reached out so emotionally intelligent. He is just like absolutely profound, but we, we went on a couple of dates and I, I don't think that I was like in the position and plus he had a little situation and I was like, I'm not there yeah. with your situation. So, but we're still friends. I mean, literally we were texting earlier today. Like if the situation that he had was not happening, I could see this working out, but he like literally showed up for me the way that I would want my next man to show up. So when I taught, I told the love coach, I was like, I have to tell you whatever you did, it worked because I attracted this like beautiful man into my life, came to my house, brought me flowers, two bottles of wine, one for us to drink, one for me to keep and like opened every door for me. It was just like people like that out there. That's wild. I there you. are. He's out there. He's just on his way to you. He's coming, and you are just you. Just keep doing you and focusing on you, and he will come. I struggle with that, right? Like, you know, I think a lot of my life, I'm very romantic at heart. Like, I I watch those stupid Hallmark movies where someone bumps into you and falls in love with you just by looking in your eyes. That kind of shit, right? So, like, I that's. Yeah. I live in a little bit of a dreamland, you could say. But then it's like, there's the other part of me that's like, should I, am I going to have to put myself out there a little bit? Like, I I get caught between feeling like it's going to happen and it's just going to, it'll align. And then the other part of me is like, does that make any sense to you? Yes, it does. And I will speak to that. So obviously these last three months I've been healing and I'm like, no, I am ready. I want a companion. Like I'm like, I, okay. So this is another thing that I do and I coach my girls through. I'm like, okay, we all tend to look for this like love and acceptance and just worthiness and everything and happiness mm-hmm. through external factors. You know, that's why we want the person because we think that our life is going to change. We're going to be so happy when we have the person, but if we're not happy with ourselves, obviously we're not going to be as happy. Right. So I tell them, I'm like, okay, when you start to feel alone, when you start to feel lonely, ask yourself, what have I not done today to take care of myself? Like, did I exercise? Did I read a like empowering book? Did I listen to empowering podcasts? Have I journaled? Have I gone for a walk in nature? Like go do something for you. And if you still feel like that, I feel like that's when, you know, like, no, I really desire a companion right now. Like yeah. I need, like I want. 
that not I need because that comes from a place of lack, but like I want a companion. I do all the things, personal development and self-care and self-love. And I'm like, no, I just, I still want someone here. Yeah. So yes, we can sit and wait and hope that the guy comes, which is great. He will. But also if we want things to change, we have to change the situation. So I recently, like literally over the last week and a half told myself, I was like, Kelly, and I've never been a fan of dating apps, but I was like, we're in a pandemic. I'm not like, yes, I will be social a little bit, but like, I'm not going to sit here and like rampant fire, like go on dates with people that I don't know and whatever. So I was like, I'm going to get on the dating apps and I'm going to be very intentional about it. And I told some of the guys, I was like, out of respect for my parents, I'm, I am socially distancing until like after Christmas. Cause I want to go home and see my family. I wasn't able to for Thanksgiving. So one of the guys was like, okay, sure. Like that just seems like pretty challenging. And I'm like, well, <laughs> that's over. And then um, a few of the other guys have been very open to it. We haven't had like a virtual date, quote unquote yet, but they're like, no, I totally get it. Like total respect. I mean, I'm, I'm like, guys, it, you, if you cannot have a conversation with someone for three weeks, it's never going to work. So it's almost like a process of elimination for me, but I'm just like so intentional about it. like, I'm going to like, I freaking got engaged to a dude without seeing his face. I can go three weeks talking to a dude. I, okay? to say, I literally <laughs> got engaged to someone I had never seen and only talked to in a pod. I think you can have a virtual date with me. I think you'll be okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So like I said, the dates haven't happened yet, but it's okay. What I was texting you about earlier, I like had a story. So I did um, go to dinner last night with a girlfriend and I ran into, I ran into a guy that I have hooked up with in the past and I've still he's still a very attractive guy I don't think like anything negative of him but he did do me wrong but last night he was kind of like hanging out and my girlfriend was like he totally wants to like go home with you or whatever and I'm like well no I was like I go I could go home and like make out with him I guess but I don't know and then yeah. like it came to it I was like no Kelly like I just like brought the awareness and I was like yeah five years ago that could have been you that's not you now so I was like, no. And I told him, I was like, I, I had the assumption he wanted me to like come home with him. I didn't know. Like he didn't say that. He was just lingering, you know? So I was like, I'm going to take my girlfriend home. I'm going to drive her home. Um, you know, and then I said, I was like, but you know, if you want to, cause we, we talked a little bit. Um, I was like, if you want to continue our conversation, I think I would enjoy that, you know, during the daytime. So he was like, he was like, no, like, no, totally fine. Like you're totally fine. Like go home. He's like, you know, I just, I would love to have those conversations with you. I would love to like get to know like your experience from the show. Like, because obviously I saw something the, the world saw too. And he's like, I would love to like have that conversation with you. And just like, he goes, I mean, I've been following you like on social media for a long time. You know, I mean, we're still friends. He's like, I've seen your evolution and transformation. And it's just really like, it's really neat to have like seen your evolution. And he was like, you know, I am really sorry. He was like, I did not handle that situation well. And I'm really sorry. And I was like, yeah, you were kind of a butthead. <laughs> like you did not, that was not okay. Like it, it wasn't okay. So he was like, so yeah, I think like, I don't know, just having a conversation soon to just get to know each other better would be a good idea. And I just felt so proud of myself because no guy is going to take me home at 2am or 10pm or whenever. No, we're going to wait those three months again. Yeah. And you're not having sex with me. <laughs> Like, I don't know if this is, I don't even know if this is like a romantic relationship start. I'm just saying for, you know, your listeners out there, like stand in your power, be confident, tell the person what you 
need. Mm-hmm. And if they're not with it, they're not going to be with it. If they are, they're going to be with yes. it. And it's just sure. a space to be in. Oh, also, something I saw you doing <laughs> is uh, I saw you doing solo dates, which is probably really good for you. Like, should I be doing that? Yes, yes, solo dates. My whole theory is, but you can create the behavior for someone by doing it yourself first. It's two different things. One, you're just doing it for self-love. Like, why not? Why can't you take yourself on a date? Why can't you be confident and just, like, enjoy dinner by yourself at a nice restaurant? Like, who cares? Like, get dressed up, take yourself on a date. It's so empowering, and it is so freeing. And if you don't want to talk to anybody, you don't have to talk to anybody, you can just sit there and, like, observe people. And just, like, it's a, it's actually a tip recommended in this book called Emotional Intelligence 2.0. Not necessarily the solo date, but just like being in public, it actually improves people's social awareness. Hmm. But yeah, it just helps you to improve your emotional intelligence for one, your self-love. But then also, again, like I buy myself flowers almost every time that I go to the grocery store. The guy that I dated, yeah, the guy that I dated, um, you know, recently, he, he knew I love flowers and there were times he would show up with the flowers. So it's like you kind of like, put the behavior there. I dig it. And then, okay, wait, are you, so you are also a mindset coach. Like if someone listening to this wanted. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Yes. I'm a mindset coach. Um, so I just, we just wrapped one of my group coaching programs. It was all about, you know, self-love and self-worth, dating, love relationships, and, uh, just really helping the girls to understand what their deep-rooted stories are. You know, was it rejection from a parent? Was it rejection from a past lover? Combination of both and how they're showing up in those wounds that are creating the behaviors of how they're showing up in dating, loving relationships now. So I was able to, like, really help them to discover what those deep-rooted stories were and to help them change the story so that their future is different and they can start attracting the right guy into their life and things like that. And but we go into money mindset too, because um, this is this was a profound lesson for me. But the way that we behave with money is directly correlated to the way that we behave in relationships. So there's a lot of like feminine and masculine energy. Um, money is a feminine energy. A woman being in her power is a feminine energy. When we try to control things, that's a masculine thing. So we try to control our money. We have a really tight grip on money. We're afraid to like spend it, to buy things, to whatever, invest in things because we're like, oh no, there's no money ever going to come in again. And then all of a sudden money comes in, <laughs> right? We're afraid to lose the guy because, oh my God, he's great. And what if I never find someone else like him? But then you do, another guy comes in. So it's the same behavior and it's really, really fascinating. And your, your self-worth is connected to your money beliefs and money stories too. So it's so cool. <laughs> I mean, and, okay. So everyone, if, if you just want a dose of like happiness on your timeline and a post that's going to pop up, that's going to make you think differently or think, Oh, like that's Kelly. Got to follow. It's chasing life with Kelly, right? Chase life with Kelly. Everyone follow. We have to address Kenny is engaged. Yay. Yeah. What is, what is Yay. your message? Yeah. Um, so when I saw the engagement picture on Instagram, like, I mean, my mouth dropped, but not in the like, Oh my God. It was like, Oh my God. Yay. Like I'm excited for him. I mean, he is, he is a wonderful person. He has a wonderful family. Um, I wish nothing but the best for him. His fiance. Um, she actually, I have mutual friends that live in Charlotte. Okay. I have friends that live in Charlotte that are actually 
now mutual friends of hers. It's like such a small, really small world out there. But um, yeah, but I mean, she she seems like amazing and delightful and everything. And I just, I wish them the absolute best. I know that they are just like, I mean, they're the cutest. They're cute. (laughs) You will have an engagement post. If that is what you want, it'll happen. I'm manifesting it for you and for myself. That's right. That's right. (laughs) All right. Okay. Chase Life with Kelly. Everybody follow and look into mindset coaching because I'm now thinking about some things. Yeah. Thank you, Kelly. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, we're out of here. Goodbye, everyone.